What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of After the Game, in conversation with me and my dad, where we talk about the post-jazz game and all things sports. My name is Spencer. Hey, and this is the dad, Barry. Yes, another episode means another loss for the Jazz. Back-to-back nights and a loss tonight to the Washington Wizards who come into Utah and beat the Jazz 109-103 to 103 after the Jazz lost last night. Tough loss. Um, I think it's tough because the Spurs are one thing. They kind of get you and the Spurs play really well. And then Washington comes and gets you. So these are two teams that are not Brooklyn, Miami, Golden State, Phoenix, Denver. You know, these are teams like the Spurs and the Wizards. What do you think, Spence? You want to know how I really think? Yes, I do. (laughs) Dongle's got, has got to go. He's getting old, he's lethargic, he's tired, and he's slow, and he's not playing defense. And he is exposing the Jazz and making them be in these situations where we should be up by 20, but because Joe Ingles doesn't get back on defense, doesn't even play defense, and misses shots, we're not winning games. Well, Spencer, I will say this. Listening to David Locke, he's made comments over the years that are really good in this instance. When, when, when an NBA player starts to fade, the fade is quick. And I agree with him over the 35, 40 years I've watched the NBA. When a player starts to lose it, it doesn't gradually decline. It quickly declines. And Joe from year to year, it is just at a break, a breakneck pace how he's declining in his play. Now, listen, we got play out of Joe Ingles that no one ever dreamed you would get out of it. So I love the guy. However, why wouldn't you go with an athlete, whether that's Clarkson or even Rudy Gay, who's struggling? Um, Joe's defense just isn't there. So it's going to be interesting as, or interesting as the, the, the trade date comes into view in February to see if the Jazz really pull the trigger on some great locker room chemistry and shed him because it's a salary that's leaving us. This is his last year, so it's a contract that's very wanted by all the other teams because they know they can just play a half a season with him and they don't have to carry a contract into next season. So it's a, it's a very valuable salary. Yeah, interesting, the dynamics of the league. But interesting enough, Joe Ingles is, the only, is, I think, the only player with a positive plus-minus score this game. Everybody was a negative, and Joe Ingles had a three-point plus or minus. Gay, Rudy Gay had one point. Everybody else was a minus with the plus-minus statistic. So I, I don't know. I so always does that mean that when you're, you're on the, yeah, when you're on the floor, does that mean – yeah, Other teams, I, don't I don't know if you look at the way he plays defense and you look at the like just him moving his movement yeah he's he's a great shooter if you can get him open and, and he can just stand and shoot but he doesn't follow his man people can run by him there's no way he's getting through a screen and he just isn't um he's not help providing help defense he'll have to make fouls I mean, yeah, he's a great person, and the morale of him boosts the team a lot. And I think he's fun to play with, and he definitely has a lot of smack talk, so he definitely brings that. But 
Ultimately, he didn't help us win the game tonight. And another big reason why we lost was free throws. We were 63% from the line tonight. We shot 30 free throws and only made 19. So we lost the game by six. We could have easily had another 11, if not um, seven, and had that game won or just a different place. We missed free throws down the stretch. And they do come back and they do hurt you. And so I don't know why we missed free throws, but we did. Yeah, great point. You bring up one reason why we lost, that being free throws. And Holly Rowe on the Utah Jazz broadcast said there were two things, free throws and points off turnovers. We've talked about points off turnovers consistently in this podcast, and it reared its head again tonight and uh you just got to clean that up somehow we just do not get back on points off turnovers and teams just eat us up and do fast breaks or if we turn it over we hang our head and something happens in the half court game you know after that so um just a frustrating loss now Bradley Beal goes off tonight and uh plays an incredible game so you got to give it to him there uh and and they hurt us again. Athletes just hurt us. And we don't, we don't do a lot of switching. We can't switch one through five on the defense, which means we're trying to fight over screens or we're late on the pick and roll. I can't quite figure it out. Um, but th- this loss kind of hurts. Uh, last night hurt losing to the Spurs. This one hurts worse. It seems like I think we now have, if I go to the standings, I'll bet I'll see this. Do we have a better road record than we do home record let me just see here um, could could be i know we're about a fall behind memphis so at home yeah home we're 10 and 6 and on the road we're 10 and 3 i mean how does that happen how many teams have a better road record than they do home record who knows but the way it kind of ended tonight is Mitchell got a jump ball with Neto. Neto played well, obviously. That's what happens when you play the Jazz. And Mitchell lost the tip, surprisingly. Thought that he he complained about it for a second, and then Ingles didn't guard his man who made a three to put the game out of reach. But Kuzma was playing tonight. Beal played really well. It was his third. It was the first time he scored 25-plus points in three games consecutively. And then his first – and then he's his sixth – or seventh 30 point plus game. So he was battling with Mitchell. Mitchell played really well. He had around 30 points, um, which is a huge help. 30, 32 points. We didn't have a good performance by our center position with Gobert and Whiteside. Gobert was 11 and 19. That does look good, but he only got those points at the end. He did have six points. Six well, points. yeah, the, the thing about that is he only had four touches, four shots. He made all four. You can't Fall Gobert, somehow we're not running plays for him or <clears throat> defenses are figuring it out. You know, as much as we want to kind of rail on Ingles, our guy tonight, a lot of hustle, not going to take away the hustle, but Clarkson was <laughs> one, one for 10. Yeah. And sometimes we don't see that because we see him do a little push shot or a layup or a trick shot or a free throw or a hustle play, but let's be real. Clarkson shooting four of 14 and one for 10 and playing 30 minutes. You got to get more efficiency 
in 30 minutes in my mind. What do you think about Clarkson, you being a big fan? Fair enough. He started off really well. I think he had 10 points in the first half or around 10 points. So it looked good, but he was missing his threes. He made one and then kept shooting and kept missing. Had a hustle play when he turned the ball yep. over. A lot of his hustle plays come after he makes a mistake, which is good to some point. But, I mean, he'll make a mistake, then he'll realize that he needs to get back on D, and then he'll save yeah. the goal or something. Yeah, but, so, that's, that's a good point. But you're right. I mean, th- there's something going on in these losses with Whiteside. He only played 10 minutes tonight. I think he was in foul trouble, three points, four rebounds, um, which was really a struggle. Rudy Gay played 20 minutes tonight, eight points. Not a stellar game. Free throw. Um, yeah, missed a free throw to do that four-point play. I just can't put my finger on it why Gay can't get rolling and average a dozen points a night, which is really what you need him to do, a dozen to 14 or 16 points a night for him to be that answer. Um so just Mitchell, really struggling. Mitchell played really well, 32 points. So we got to shout out to I, him. Yeah, Mitchell, Mitchell did exactly Stepped what he needed to do. The Beal contest and performed well. Yeah. Donovan played well. He made his points. So what more could you ask? What's going on, and if you notice, and I think we kind of narrowed it down, we when, we when our team is guarding the ball, we let the man we're guarding get by us pretty easily which puts Gobert in an awkward situation, but him being the best defensive player of the year of back-to-back and being so good in the paint can either scare them away or he can make a play and, and clean up. Tonight, he had trouble cleaning that up. And that isn't his fault because we should be playing better defense. He is just so good at playing defense that we are okay with our man getting by us from the dribble. Yeah, the last two nights, you, you're right. It hasn't been – he hasn't stopped them on the drives. But they get so much steam going downhill because our guys can't stop them on the perimeter. It's hard for Rudy to react and come off his man and stop them. If these are great athletes, like what happened last night with the Spurs. I mean, now the Anthony Edwards comment from – the Minnesota Timberwolves that he has no fear in Rudy. It's almost like it emboldened a bunch of players in the league to say, yeah, he had six scared of him. Tonight, though. well, and they were all on their, most of all on their center Gafford. He did jump out and block a Bradley Beal jump shot, which shows that Rudy can do it <coughs> with these players and guard them. I, I, you know, you can't, this, Donovan complained. I'd like to go back and look at that jump ball near the end. It's almost like he was getting ready to jump and then the ball went up and he didn't react. And Neto was scrappy enough to tip it. And Contavious Caldwell Pope was able to get it and just pull back and hit a three. But again, similar to last night, we can't be in these situations at home against average teams. How are we behind one or behind two or tied or whatever going into the last night? We're six and eight. I, don't, I can't remember what the definition is for clutch games. I think it's under two minutes. Are you, is the game within five or something? I have to look that up. So I wish I had that. But the Wizards are 13 and one in clutch games this year. They've played a lot of close games and have won almost all of them. The Jazz are six and eight. That's a problem. And especially when you get into the playoffs. And if you go back into our playoff history, we don't do well in the clutch. 
And if it's happening in the regular season, it's going to happen in the playoffs. So they have to figure that out. Six and eight is not a great record for a team that's 20 and nine in clutch games. You have to win close games. Yeah, you it looks like you just, you just want to scream, wake up and get the win. It's like right there. All you have to do is just grab it. And for some reason, we don't seem to be grabbing it. It's just so weird. That's like, why is this not a game we won? Or why are we not in a position to win right now? Why are we fighting to win right now? It's just like, what's like, this doesn't seem like you guys are grabbing it. I don't yeah, know. great. But last night we were up 17 at one point in the first half, 15 in the third quarter. Tonight we were up 11 and almost looked like we we're going to run away with it. And something's happening. I don't know if it's the rotation. I don't know if it's, you know, no con. We were 0-3 this season when Conley doesn't play. Little surprised he didn't play tonight, quite frankly, because he has played a couple of back-to-backs of late. But maybe there was there was something with him. You know, I went in and, and this didn't happen tonight, so it's hard for me to make a point on a night like tonight. Um, Mitchell played 36 minutes, almost 37 minutes tonight. I went in to look at the top 15, 20, 30 players in the league. Do you know that Mitchell plays 32 minutes a night? It's one of the least amongst the superstars in the league. And I'm glad he played 36 minutes nights because Conley wasn't there. But Mitchell should be playing 36, 37, 38 minutes a night. I know people are going to come out of the – they were if I was being listened to by a 1,000 people, like, oh, my gosh, you got to rest him. you got to save him for playoffs. Kevin Durant, and I know it's out of necessity because Kyrie Irving isn't there and there's a lot of guys in protocol. But Kevin Durant's playing 38 minutes a night, 40 minutes a night, and sometimes 48 in an overtime game. Mitchell is young and fresh. Why is he not playing on average 38 to 40 minutes a night? I, I don't understand it. When your team is losing, I would not take him off the floor if it's a close game. That's a fair, that's a fair point. It just, I guess it goes back to our depth and there's a lot of players that want to play on our team and we just kind of feel a sense of loyalty to the process and to the, I don't know. It's just, I think Quinn, it's hard to say his past two games, he got out, he got out coached and just wasn't. wasn't We definitely did by pop last night. And tonight, I don't know whether there's the coaching or what, but their coach, Wes Ansel Jr. got his team ready to win a game down the stretch and, you know, Quinn didn't react. I, I just don't know when you have great athletes on the floor, you've got to have athletes match them. And, and Joe just was not, no one really stayed with Bradley Beal. What am I saying? It, maybe it didn't matter who was out there. We still could have. Yeah. I don't know. No yeah. one really guarded Bradley Beal. O'Neal got roasted by him and then Ingles got roasted by his man. So that's, that's already bad. And, and when your best, we had, shots. we had our chances though. We missed our free throws. Missed our free throws. You're absolutely right. So that's you know, the I can in a nutshell. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. What else did you think of the game? Well, you know, I'll, I'll say this and we'll just move on. It, it's tough to lose and we lament when we lose, but the Warriors went into Toronto tonight and got whooped by 19 points. So you lose, teams lose. I think the hard part for me is how are we, you know, 10 and six at home and 10 and three on the road. I, I don't understand. We have, we've generally had the best home court advantage for years and years and something's not right at home, but we were, we were, we won eight in a row and then now we've lost two. So those eight in a row, we were on a high and playing really well and hitting our shots. But tonight, you know, when you talk about teams losing, I think this is because of protocol, but 
Orlando goes into Brooklyn tonight and beats the Nets, but the Nets didn't have anybody because they all have COVID. I, I don't, I don't fully understand this. I think players are vaccinated, but we're testing every 10 minutes. Someone's in, in it is the flu season, by the way. So people are going to test. I don't see how people are testing this year. Positive when last year, did we do the same thing? And no one, I don't think we had any of this COVID protocol last year. I don't, I don't remember it, but no, there wasn't. The, yeah. The, the Nets lose. You know, Orlando goes into Brooklyn tonight and beats them. There was a comment today by a writer for the Jazz that said that the COVID's going to get us when we go out on the road, that it's mainly in the East Coast, and we've been lucky in this midst of the six-game homestand to be in Utah. I, I don't know what you think about that and if at some point in time COVID's going to hit the Jazz. Well, Washington's from the East, so they didn't bring it to us because Kuzma was out for COVID. I don't know. I don't know what – Deals with COVID, but do you want to get triggered again? Uh, no triggering tonight. But no, um, no. <clears throat> so, so Steve, you know. Uh, Anthony Davis is out. <laughs> hey, what I say last night, I mean, many, you know, the guy had played, what, 69 games is the most he's ever played in a season. And this guy's 75th anniversary team. And again, now he's going to miss, I don't know, what was it, four weeks he's going to miss? Four games, four weeks? I don't know how many. He's a great player. What am I saying? Would I like to have him on my team? Probably. No. But uh, he's fragile and, and you know, breakable. Something's wrong there. Glad he got his championship in L.A. Glad he's playing with LeBron James. I got to tell you, Contavious Caldwell-Pope was on that championship team. Um. There, there were, you know, JaVale McGee was on that team. I don't know why the Lakers went out and blew this up or lost some of their players, but there were uh, – he got his ring, Anthony Davis did, but if he was a great player, he wouldn't be missing this many games. Yeah. Well, because my theory is – so get your tempo hat. I think what back in the day – with like Carmelo, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, like these guys didn't miss games because the only way they were seen is when they were at games. There wasn't some sort of internet or there wasn't some sort of social media presence where like Anthony Davis, he can go and play video games and people can be like, oh, Anthony Davis is playing a video game. This is so cool. I love this. But he, so he can miss games and still feel fulfilled as a celebrity while he's playing video games. John yeah, Stockton, Carmelone, Larry Bird, all these other great players didn't miss games because in order to be seen, they had to play in the games. I'm, that's a great take. I've never thought about that. You're right, though. You know, didn't make movies. I mean, Michael, I mean, they made Space Jam, but like, but this is the only. This is when they shined. Is when they could be seen on the highlight reel by ESPN. You didn't have phones or videos or YouTube or social media or whatever it might be. You're up. You're you're right. I've never. Heard that take, but I totally get it and agree 100%. I also believe sometimes it's about what you see around you. And the league went through a little bit of a, a little bit of an epidemic where rest came into play and load management came into play. It's the stupidest thing that the league ever let it happen or teams let it happen. So Anthony Davis has seen Kawhi Leonard play every other night. 
and win a championship in Toronto. And he's seeing LeBron James take a night off and, you know, players do that. They did it back in the day. If we're going to say that maybe, but not really your stars played every night. They, they, they knew that that's how they made their money. Now these guys sign $216 million contracts, but Carl Malone was playing for a new contract every two, three years. That was 8 million or 10 million or 15 million or 20 million a year. Well, a lot of these celebrity or a lot of these, uh, how is Westbrook making 51 million a year? How does a general manager give Russell Westbrook and John wall 50 million a year, 50 million a year. It's crazy. And so at least Westbrook plays. I don't know if he's worth 50 million a year. A lot of NBA players can actually make more money not playing NBA basketball. Like Kevin Durant, uh, LeBron James, I think they make more money from other deals than they do. Like Chris Paul, than they do. What do you, in what way are you saying? I mean, don't, don't they have like shoe deals and Chris Paul's? Well, yeah, like- the shoe deals are big. Yes, yes, and shoe deals are big. They've pro- proportionately they've been that you know. They, they've been there. Yes, you're right. You're right. But I don't, you, you got to be a main time, big time player to get a big time shoe contract. Well, yeah. But anyway, basically the, the league's been very interesting this year. There's a lot of talent out there. Um, it looks like we're going to fall behind, not behind, but we're, but Memphis is going to catch up to us. I, I think, I think we'll hold them off. I think we're going to get through this. It, again, man, this is, I, I, I never thought I would think this, but it's just a long slog to May to get slog. to the playoffs, to get, to get to the playoffs. Slogging or long. Um, I think, who do we play next? Play Monday. We play Hayward and the Hornets on Monday night. Oh, have we already played the Hornets? I think Gordon Hayward had like 41 the other night. We haven't played the Hornets yet this season. Well, Lamelo is going to be coming into town, I guess. Or are we going there? He just barely launched his new shoe. Talking about shoes, it's it's from Puma. It's like the MBO one or something like that. Mellow Ball one I don't know what it is. It's not Big Baller brand. No, Puma. I think the Big Baller brand is only the dad's brand now. Um, his latest take. I think somebody asked if he if Lamelo ever gets. They asked. His dad, if Lamelo ever like talks with Michael Jordan, since Michael Jordan owns the Hornets, and Lamelo's dad said, "Why would he ever listen to Jordan? Jordan doesn't play basketball anymore." Yeah, dumb. It's so <laughs> funny that I mean, like, yeah, he's just being a WWE villain. He just loves hyping people up against him. It's so funny. It's funny, but yeah, the Hornets will be in town. I think um, the exact words were, "If you have, if you." If you have old milk, don't you throw it away? <laughs> yeah, well, he loves to loves to stir it up, right? Just like you said, being the being the villain. So yeah, so we'll beat the Hornets, I think. Again, another team that's kind of in that 14 and 14, 16 and 15, 13 and, and 17. All these teams we're playing are kind of in the middle of the pack. And if we lose, we might find ourselves there. But um, you know, the Hornets. 
they're 16 and 15. Let's just see where they're ranked in the East. So they are sixth. They're in the, in a play, in a playoff spot. And, um, you don't want to lose to the Hornets on Monday night. You lose three in a row at home, it won't be good. It won't won't be good. Do you think anybody else feels the same or sees what we see with Joe Ingles? Like Quinn Snyder? Well, maybe, I'm, maybe I have a lot of high expectations of Joe and I should lower them, right? Why? Um, maybe, maybe he is giving us the stats that we need. Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I, and I don't know if people want to say rough things about Joe because Joe, he will forever be one of my favorite jazz players. He's hit big shots. He was nearly the sixth man of the year last year. He knows his role. He handles the ball when we don't have a point guard on the floor, makes fairly good passes, doesn't really throw the ball away that much. My only thing is you can see slippage this year. And the slippage is happening fast. And um, he has a very valuable contract that other teams will want to get. You know, it's, he's, he's a guy who the Nets could say, bring him along, we'll put him alongside Joe Harris. Or the Sixers might say, let's stash him at the bench so we can put him in and hit three-pointers. These will be, there will be contending teams that will want Joe Ingles down the stretch. And um, it'll give the jazz an opportunity maybe to go get a few draft picks or athletes out of it. God, I hate the slippage. Um, one topic, Darren Williams. Yeah. Did he beat tonight in his boxing now match? Officially one and O in his boxing career. Is this like for real or is this like for fun? No, it's for real. Like, I think it's, he has like his, it was professional boxing. Well, Darren Williams edges past Frank Gore in wild celebrity fight on Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley. But are they really fighting or is it just kind of like a charity thing? I think it counts as a boxing, like an official boxing record, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's sanctioned by, you know, the boxing council or top-ranked boxing well, whatever player. i mean he still boxed they still did the rules and he boxed somebody that <coughs> frank gore is another athlete i thought frank gore was going to beat him but i didn't know that darren williams has had history of wrestling and and or boxing and williams entered the ring with a massive advantage in height and reach and put more than a decade of experience training in boxing gyms to work early using a long jab to keep gore from getting in range in the opening round, that jab allowed Williams to follow with a sharp right hand that buzzed Gore. So I, I didn't know either that Williams had been a boxer or at least had trained in a boxing gym. Good for him, right? Good, good for D-Will. So, so it was a good night for the Jazz. Even though we lost, we still kind of won. Yeah, I mean, we in a way, the Jazz are 1-0 for boxing. There you go. There you go. All right, well, hopefully – you're doing all right and you feel better or else we'll have to put you in protocol. I'll be in COVID. Pro- I'll be in health and safety protocols. It's either COVID or Delta or United or Omicron or, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, Emirates airline. What are all the variants? There's just a lot of them. What are they named after? I don't know. Is it COVID? 
COVID-19, that was 2019. We're almost in 2022 for crying out loud. We're still talking about COVID-19. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think we got to get through the entire Greek alphabet before we can get rid of this. That's true. So That's we're only true. on like the fourth letter. All right, we need to win. We need to win and we need to play a good game and we need to beat Charlotte so that these after the game podcasts can have more substance to them. Yeah, we're also in the middle of the season, so it's hard to kind of be lively about something that is only exciting towards the end. Right. Very but true. I'll send Gobert a message on Instagram, see if he'll read it. What did you think about Royce O'Neal tonight? Made a couple threes that were big, that were all right, but he didn't really play well. I don't think he didn't play well defensively. Um, yeah. Let me pull up his actual statistic. He only had nine points. So more than we usually get out of him. Um, he shot 50% from three. Yeah. I, I wonder, it's good points. I wonder, wonder how Quinn can make adjustments. See how good of a coach Quinn Snyder is, right? If, if here we are 30 games, 29, 30 games into the season, I'll just ask it out loud. You get into the playoffs and you lose in the second round. Is Quinn Snyder's job questioned? Um, I don't really know how many coaches are out there to go get. I don't know the co- the coaching world, but I would say so. I I mean, at he- what point do you will you love Quinn? At what point do you go? But if we keep doing the same thing over and over again, if we don't make the NBA, the, I mean the Western Conference Finals this year, I could see a question mark on his name. Right? I mean, the coach is the coach is the coach. I mean, you can only do so much with the players he has. But if you can't get your players to play, like Wes Unseld Jr. tonight, a first-year coach who has his team in a four-game losing streak, comes into Utah to play at Vivint Arena, one of the hardest places to play. And that coach had his team ready. Whatever he said to Bradley Beal, whatever he said to Contavious Caldwell-Pope, whatever he said to, you know, Montrezl Harrell, I, all, all these guys played well. And why is Quinn not getting the same production out of his players? Maybe our players get a little bit too comfortable or cocky, and maybe other teams just like to beat the Jazz because we're the Jazz. I'll buy the latter part. You've been saying it all season long that teams kind of get up for us. I get it because you want to you want to shove it down the defensive player of the year's mouth. And Rudy, in my mind, still maintains himself in these games, but they want to beat a player like that. I think Donovan Mitchell's a target. I think they like him, but um, people sure love beating us. I'm sure every team feels that way, but they sure love beating us. Yeah. Well, anything else? I don't think anybody is listening right now, so you could probably say whatever you wanted. Uh, I'm all good. All right, Dad. Well, stay safe, and if you need to go into quarantine, let me know. All right. Thank you, Spencer. Love you. Bye. Bye.